finally a codex so I can do fast melee marines again. Oh. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. Good evening, nerds. How are you doing? It's just your boy Scott coming at you again tonight for a solo uh, Trident podcast. I guess this is kind of a, what, what is that, like a Unident, Unident podcast? Uh, just hanging out by myself tonight, me and the cats, uh, and you guys, I guess, uh, doing our little Codex review. Uh, you guys probably have checked in on our uh, Tyranids Codex review that I did with my doppelganger, uh, also named Scott, just a couple weeks ago, um, where we covered off some of the new Tyranid attachments and some kind of cool combos and rules and stuff that were coming out of that book. And now I'm back again, uh, this time only a single Scout, to cover the Space Marine book. Um, which, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard a billion and ten things about already. Um, that's the nature of Space Marines. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go over uh, a couple of the detachments in this book. Uh, some of, again, some kind of interesting combos and stuff that's popping up a lot. Uh, as with last time and with all of our, our future Codex reviews, which should be coming at you pretty fast and fast and heavy now that we uh, are seeing GW kind of pick up a little bit on their release schedule. Uh, all of our Codex reviews will be kind of more in this format where we're just kind of covering, um, I don't want to say the only relevant data in the book, um, but certainly, you know, just we know that there's a lot of content out there that's already going through these things uh, with fine tooth combs covering every single data sheet, every single rule, and and uh, everybody throwing their thoughts out there. Um, but we don't really want to get too deep into it because of that. We also are cognizant that as brilliant as some of us are, we are not necessarily the be-all to end-all of uh, judgment when it comes to uh, the competitive state of the game or the narrative state of the game or anything like that. But we do want to, you know, talk about this stuff and we want to talk about this stuff with you. Um, so we're kind of doing this thing where we're waiting a few weeks after a book comes out uh, and then we can talk about, you know, what's been popular and powerful and whatever in it and we can act like we knew what we were going to be talking about all along. Uh, so, you know, uh, everybody wins. So, uh, as with the last time, like I said, we are only going to cover some of the detachments in here because I can tell you right now that there is one or definitely two uh, <laughs> that are not doing so hot, even as the flavor for them is there. And realistically, I think with a few little tweaks, they could become very relevant in your local meta, at your local events, uh, in your local playgroups. Um, and those two detachments that we will not really be getting into tonight are the Anvil Strike Force and the First Company Task Force as well. Uh, I know Bill, Trident Bill here, uh, is personally very broken up that the Anvil uh, detachment is not as uh, optimized as maybe it could be. That's very much his style of game. And uh, I know more than a few Terminator heads that are not thrilled that First Company isn't maybe as good as it could be. Again, I do think that those two detachments don't necessarily need a ton of tweaking to become more relevant. Um, but they definitely do need a little bit of help, uh, whether that's changes to their own rules or changes to the units that would most benefit from their rules. We'll see. Um, it is Space Marines, so it's not like GW is going to forget all about it. Uh, hopefully they'll be looking at them, you know, come January or whenever their next balance pass comes up. Uh, we also have to be cognizant that the meta changes um, through time. And, and there's, I mean, anybody who watches the meta um, fairly religiously like I do 
we'll see changes that don't always have something to do with the rules for that particular faction changing. They're just the way that the other factions change around them can affect you. Um, so maybe we'll see some stuff happen there. Um, we will be covering tonight, however, we will be coming the Firestorm uh, Detachment. We'll be covering the Vanguard Strike Force. Uh, we'll be touching on the Gladius, which of course we've all been getting familiar with since the dropping of 10th. Um, we will be covering a little bit the Stormlance, even though it likewise is not doing great when it comes to Space Marine win rates. Right now, uh, Space Marine Codex Space Marine players are not having a lot of fun with that particular detachment because it's focused on units which are almost non-existent in this book and not very good when they do exist in this book. However, we are going to touch on it briefly just because there are definitely some kinds of space marines that you might run into out there that can run a very good Stormlands task force or uh, Stormlands. I'm not really entirely sure what the actual word that they use is. Uh, Stormlands task force. No, that was right. Um, there, there are a couple armies that can run a pretty mean list with this detachment, so we'll, we'll cover that off. And of course, uh, last but not least, we will touch on everybody's favorite Ironstorm Spearhead, uh, which I actually think might be the most common detachment now for Space Marines. Uh, certainly one that you guys, if you're not familiar with it already, you're going to get familiar with it. So we'll be touching on those. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll also be covering a little bit of the metadata that's been coming out the last month or so in regards to Space Marines and how they've been doing competitively and, you know, just kind of in our local meta as well. So, <clears throat> where do we start? Do we start with Gladius? Because that's, that's kind of the one that everybody's already used to. Uh, sure, let's do that. Everybody likes the Gladius. We all love it, right? Um, I actually am a big fan of the Gladius for what it's worth. Uh, let me just take a quick looksie pooksie here. Uh, Gladius. Okay, so since the drop of the Space Marine Codex, the Gladius Task Force has actually only been at a very sad 41% win rate across 350-ish games um, since the book got dropped. Uh, that's actually not wildly out of sync with what the Space Marine's generic win rate has been uh, since the Codex drop, which is around 44%. Um, but it is a little low. Uh, I, I wonder a little bit if that has to do with a lot of the players who, or armies that would probably benefit the most from the Gladius Strike Force, maybe occasionally being teched into another um, detachment just for the sake of trying out new things. Uh, the Gladius uh, did... Uh, just just this last weekend, actually, at the World Championships of Warhammer in Atlanta, which is roughly about when I was filming this, just in case you're watching this deep into the future, um, did actually show up at quite a few of the top Space Marine lists. Um, it is, to be fair, being used a lot still by Black Templars, um, who are in a whole other stratosphere uh, compared to generic Space Marines, but of course that also goes to show you that Maybe you don't always need gigantic changes to go from zero to hero in the meta. Uh, because the Black Templars, of course, they're, they're different than Space Marines, the generic Space Marines, but they are not that different from generic Space Marines. Um, anyhow, so they're getting a lot of use out of it. Uh, I know both Dark Angels and Blood Angels and Space Wolves also uh, make decent use of the Gladius Task Force. And I also think that GW did kind of make a great, great pick when they put the Gladius Task Force as the, the index um, detachment that they gave to Space Marines because it is gen generally and generically the the best kind of all-rounder force. I legitimately do think that if you're looking for the ideal toolbox for Space Marines, uh, most Space Marines anyway, Gladius is not a bad way to go. Um, the aggressor brick with uh, Biologus and Fire Discipline uh, is, or, or Captain, you can go with Grab's Captain as well, or both even, um, is like honestly a terrifying thing for anything in the meta to still go up against um, and they do have a lot of great tools in there between advance and charge and fall back and shoot and charge and advance and shoot and the way that their uh, 
their stratagems interact with those abilities, like the ability to put anything, any one unit into any of those doctrines on a given turn, and then also combining that with squad tactics, which is the stratagem for moving uh, d6 inches when somebody comes within 9 inches of you. All of those give a huge amount of flexibility to how your space marine force moves around the table, um, which, to be honest with you, when you have the raw stats that space marines do, is just awesome. Competitively, you will get a lot of, or you will find a lot of success if you can find the right combination of units to use with the Gladius. It is honestly a good detachment, even as right now its win rate could be a little better. Um, again, I do think that that has some meta considerations to be made in there, or to be considered there. But I also am heartened and heartened that, you know, there are very good uh, players out there who are still playing Space Marines right now, generic Space Marines, in the Gladius uh, strike, for, uh, strike Force Detachment and having some success. So be aware of it. Um, I would say it's probably next to the storm lance in very specific occasions it is the most explosive damage that you can get in an infantry based um space marine army which is still like a fairly common way to run space marines um i would say that the iron storm that we're going to touch on a little later is definitely the most explosive but that list naturally uh, or that detachment naturally lends itself towards vehicles more obviously so that's a different sort of list if you're running infantry, though, this is the best way to get uh, your killing power maximized, at least within generic Space Marines, uh, which, again, I'll probably be reminding you guys a million times throughout this cast, we are focusing on generic Space Marines here. I'll reference Black Templars, Dark Angels a few times in the cast, but those guys will get their own codexes, and we will cover them when they come out. So, <clears throat> but anyway, right now, uh, Gladius Task Force... Again, the big, 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 big trick that you, of course, have to watch out for is that Aggressor Brick with Fire Discipline. It's also being run a little bit here and there with, say, like Hellblasters. Uh, I have seen, oh, it was a couple weeks ago, somebody actually did a Fire Discipline uh, Biologus with a big Brick of Eradicators, um, which actually, like, if you know that your meta... Or, or like for an event or your local meta or whatever is incredibly deep on monsters and vehicles like I can kind of see the use of that like a big eradicator brick uh, being run with fire discipline um, I don't know that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo it that was actually on a list that, that did fairly well I think they finished top three at a decently sized event so um, the fire discipline uh, enhancement is bonkers good especially in combination with the other things you can get from uh the gladius task force um units and, and stratagems and stuff i guess for what it's worth in case anybody doesn't know like i should break down the combo <coughs> fire discipline uh is an enhancement which again is usually being put on an apothecary biologist and stapled to aggressors um but it it combos off uh by basically hitting what i call the golden combo of 40k right now which is managing to pair lethal hits and sustained hits and five plus crits um in this particular case the sustained hits is being provided for by or provided by the enhancement itself lethal hits is usually provided by the apothecary biologus uh, although you know you could run it with hellblasters and use a regular lieutenant to get lethal hits and then you use the uh, uh i can't remember the exact name of the stratagem but gladius task force has a stratagem which they can use to proc the five plus crits. Uh, I think it's when they are in Dev Doctrine, right? Let me double check here. Storm of Fire. Oh no, that's not it. The Fire Discipline itself procs the five plus crits while you're in while you're in uh, Dev Doctrine, along with sustained hits. The Stratagem Storm of Fire actually just gives you ignores cover and an additional point of AP. Well, you were in Dev Doctrine, which is very relevant to the Aggressor combo, because of course Aggressors dump a ton of shots out, but they don't have a ton of AP. Um, if you're running this kind of thing with Hellblasters, or with, uh, certainly with Eradicators, the AP and Ignore's Cover are less relevant, though not necessarily irrelevant, uh, depending on your target. Um, but the idea is just to just dump like a hilarious amount of uh, shots, or in the case of Eradicators, just considerably more than you were expecting shots. Uh, onto a target that 
you know, they're just not going to make enough saves through and you're going to blow something up. The reason it works so well with aggressors is just how many shots they can put out that with five plus lethals and then of course lots of crits and possibly uh, re-rolls from both of moment, that's where things can go crazy. Uh, for what it's worth with the eradicators, they're probably comboing this with full re-rolls to hit all the time when they're shooting at vehicles, monsters, things like that. Um, so that's why that would work really well. Hellblasters is again a great target for it as well. I'm sure people have found others. Uh, I think those are the three main ones that you want to look at though if you're running it. Um, the Gladius Dust Force also does have a very good uh, uh, stratagem for melee units, um, which again, most of the time is going to be aggressors for them um, to give them a lance and an extra point of AP. Um, that's probably one of the better strats you can find for increasing your melee damage output in the entire Space Marine Codex. So you make good use of that. Both that and Stormfire are also battle tactics, which is very good to combo with your captains uh, to get those for free. And of course, uh, through all of these detachments, we'll have uh, Armor of Contempt as well, of course, as a battle tactic that they can lean on. Anyhow, we don't need to spend all night on Gladius Task Force, but the important thing you know is that that Fire Discipline combo is literally by itself capable of carrying uh, some armies. Um, and certainly the Gladius Task Force offers a toolbox which is effective uh, for a lot of other reasons as well. Um, this spe 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 specifically when we're referring to movement, um, which a lot of Space Marine armies do struggle for. So uh, the ability to get around the table being kind of a, a skill which wins a lot of games. Gladius Task Force, great, great place to go for to get it. Um, the next one we're going to look at, I think, is actually going to be the Firestorm um, detachment, which is interesting because the Firestorm Assault Force got a ton of good projections um, when the original reviews for this codex dropped. Uh, it was definitely looked upon as maybe a content, well, definitely a contender for the best detachment in the book. A lot of folks thought that it would be the thing that kind of carried Space Marines, who at the time were actually pretty much in the same spot they are now, kind of mid to low 40% win rate. A lot of people thought it would be carrying them, in, you know, certainly up to 50, maybe even into a really successful win rate, like 55 plus. Um, the Firestorm focuses itself a lot on transports and transport-related shenanigans, but its actual uh, detachment rule itself is very, very strong entirely by itself. Uh, and that is that it grants assault to all of your ranged weapons and also plus one strength to those weapons if you are within, I want to say 12 inches. Yeah, 12 inches. Um, both of those buffs are great. The assault buff especially is great though because again, leading back to the Gladius, movement is not something that a lot of especially um, uh, infantry-based marine armies don't do very well and marines in general aren't necessarily known for. Assault gives you the ability to get a lot more movement on the table. Uh, in this case, at all times, uh, it also, of course, opens up a lot more play around actions or, or being able to do some of those uh, secondaries a lot easier. And of course, the extra point of strength is relevant a lot of the time. Um, there are quite a few Marine units who have strength values that are right at or near breakpoints that are quite commonly relevant in 40k right now. So that extra point of strength is is basically a plus one to wound a lot of the time. <coughs> um, also, for what it's worth, uh, a couple of the marine transports, namely land raiders, uh, repulsors, and to some extent impulsors are all considered reasonably viable right now. Uh, some are straight up considered very good, in fact. And the fact that uh, Firestorm Assault Force has, I think, three stratagems which are specifically keyed to getting a little bit more out of your transports or out of units that are in your transports goes a long way towards making that seem a little bit more appealing. Uh, and then of course it's got what I think quite a few people rightfully believe is one of the higher damage uh, based stratagems in the book, which is the immolation protocols that pop up in here. It's it's 2 CP, um, but it, it basically gives torrent weapons in a given unit devastating wounds for a phase, which is very, very strong, especially because Space Marines do have access to a couple of pretty decent torrent-based uh, units, uh, and that can kind of really swing a, a very important shooting phase for you. All of this kind of comes together 
to give you a detachment, which like I, I understand why people would felt that, and, and some certainly do still feel, uh, will have a ton of success. The results have not been there. Um, if you are an Edmonton Oilers fan, the Firestorm uh, Assault Force is very much the Edmonton Oilers of the Space Marines right now. Lots of things say it should be good. Everything goes wrong, though. Um, okay, maybe it's not that bad. It's not it's not Edmonton Oilers bad right now. Um, but um, maybe it's got a better future coming up. Certainly, if it plays like the Oilers, one would hope so. Just getting, I'm starting to feel really sad all of a sudden. Anyway, um, so let's just take a quick look at some some win rates here for for Space Marines since the Codex dropped. Firestorm has had a 43% win rate, which is marginally better than the Gladius. Um, it kind of mirrors that across uh, some of the other Space Marine factions like Black Templars and Dark Angels and stuff, where like it's kind of in the same win rate class as the Gladius. Um, they don't... Yeah, it doesn't really seem like anybody's getting particularly more out of it than Space Marines are, at least not relative to Gladius or, or some of the other detachments. Um, I think part of that is that will Space Marines have good combos with their transports, which was part of the draw of this. They don't necessarily have the ability to multiply that um, unit many times over the course of the army which is usually a staple of transport based armies or that at least ones that do well is the redundancy of being able to not just have a combo but have that combo two times three times four times you know uh, and space marine units are just naturally expensive enough that you don't get to use them <laughs> in that fashion very often um this is not to say that the firestorm assault force or assault force can't do well uh just that it so far has not quite found its niche um and again it kind of does feel like one that maybe this is looking for just a little tweak in the meta uh or maybe a, i think maybe for the firestorm closer to a little tweak in uh points costs to maybe catapult it up in the rankings um certainly there are no shortage of people out there who love to play with their torrent weapons their transports uh their melta weapons which of course naturally synergize very well with the uh assault and plus one strength within 12 inch buffs uh the firestorm also does have a stratagem for plus one to wound uh if you're within six inches i think of your opponent yeah and that works shooting or assault so you know close range fighting uh, are all quite is quite um prioritized in this particular detachment so uh, all of those things kind of come together to suggest that you know success could be near but it's not quite there for this yet but you should be aware of it because uh the hype was real and like i can understand why um and maybe it won't be long before you know we're all complaining about salamanders players taking over the world um one thing that is also to keep in mind for the Firestorm is that, like, almost all of its stratagems, yeah, five out of six, are battle tactics. So, again, this is a, a detachment that can get a lot of mileage out of the free use or free stratagems from captains. Um, definitely flexibility is an option. It doesn't have raw speed like you might think, but it does, you know, between the transports and the assault uh, keyword, have more speed than you might expect for a space marine army to have <clears throat> so it's definitely not something right off but at the moment we just aren't quite seeing results yet and i don't know off the top of my head i cannot remember a firestorm assault force space marine army winning an event recently uh, at least not anything gt size that's for sure uh, to be fair space marines aren't winning a ton of those anyway but when they are this isn't really how they're doing it um so Take that, take that as you will. Uh, but again, it, it could change. This is definitely a, an entirely usable detachment. It just maybe needs a little bit of a little bit of a, a tweak, uh, either personally or in the meta. So we'll see. Um, a detachment that I had some hope for, and I think a few other people had some hope for um, before there was much. Uh, for leaks or, or previews for the Space Marine book was the Stormlance Task Force, the White Scars Detachment. Um, 
this is kind of one of those detachments that you just it, it makes you shake your head a little bit about GW. Um, the way they structured the Space Marine Codex is that there is, of course, very few mounted units in it, period. There is literally a single bike unit right now. Uh, maybe Invader ATVs count as mounted instead of vehicles. I, off the top of my head, could not tell you. But in any case, we don't have a lot. Uh, we have a single bike-mounted character, the Chaplain, who I'm sure everybody's very familiar with from 9th, but of course is not getting quite as much love in 10th because his rules are kind of weird. He benefits, or he buffs his squad in shooting, despite the fact that he himself is very much an assault-oriented model. And, uh... Oh yeah, look at that. Invaders are... Yeah, invaders are mounted. Um, anyhow. Um... Yeah, so the, there just is not a ton of mounted units in here to make use of buffs, and the mounted units we do have, the Outriders and the Invader ATVs, are not great. Um, the Invader's fine, but it's not something to write home about. Outriders actually, like, again, are not bad, except that they just don't seem to have a role. They don't kill anything. They are reasonably fast and somewhat tough, um, but again they aren't so tough that they are actually a difficult thing for your opponent to remove if they want to and they aren't so fast that they're especially with their large bases that they're going to be able to go wherever they want um yeah they're just kind of lacking a home uh, like in the list right now they lack a role um and again we only have one character to really work with so when you build a uh, detachment around mounted units yeah it's it's not going to go great um but i do want to touch on the stormlines because of course there are two armies that are Space Marine adjacent, uh, specifically Space Wolves and Dark Angels, who can make use of uh, the rules from the Stormlands, which benefit mounted units. Uh, specifically, of course, the, the Space Wolves, who are having just a wonderful time with this uh, detachment. And so if you are out there playing Space Marines or worried about playing Space Marines, you guys should be aware that the Stormlands is the thing that you may run into, just probably not from this actual book. Um, so the Stormlands, its primary benefit, which is just very good and it is not locked to mounted units, is just all units can advance and charge. This, again, going to the Gladius and the Firestorm, speed is good, speed wins games, advance and charge is an awesome rule, everybody knows this. Um, Army-wide, no conditions, it's not locked to anything. Awesome. That's a great start for the Stormlands. Uh, it then goes sideways, like I said, for Space, space Marines, because... Again, I don't... They can't use a lot of what's in this in, a, in an effective way. But Thunderwolves definitely can. And so can Ravenwing uh, units, who, you know, aren't getting quite as much love as, say, Thunderwolves are, but are still actually uh, pretty decent units and probably about to get better with the Dark Angels Codex on the horizon. Um, the Stormlance uh, does still give you Armor of Contempt, of course, just like all the others. Uh, it gives you uh, a very powerful uh, defensive buff for mounted units specifically, which is only a single CP and is also a battle tactic uh, called Ride Hard, Ride Fast, which is uh, grants a unit both minus one to hit and minus one to wound against them. Uh, that's a huge buff, obviously, especially for a tough unit like uh, Ravenwing Bikers or Thunderwolves already, uh, which you know, is going to help them cover that hopefully only one turn before they can slam into combat. Um, it has a uh, stronger version of the uh, squad tactics from the Gladius, where uh, when an enemy unit moves within nine inches of you, you can make a normal move. Uh, and the squad tactics for Gladius is only a d6-inch move unless you're in Tactical Doctrine. This one does not have any such rider. Um, it's got a powerful um, assault, or uh, a powerful bonus for your shooting that grants you assault and a bonus AP, no, sustained hits uh, while shooting, which can be handy for quite a few units. This one is not locked to mounted, so like, again, some of the units that came up before, like aggressors or uh, hellblasters, uh, to some extent, centurions, um, devastator centurions, obviously, eradicators, all of these things can, can benefit a lot from assault and sustained hits one. Um, again, only a single CP and a battle tactic, so that's quite handy. Uh, it does have a kind of interesting uh, two CP stratagem called Full Throttle, which is locked to mounted units. It allows them to do an automatic six inch advance, or not, sorry, it's not locked to mounted units, but it's mostly locked to mounted units because it's mounted units or vehicles. Um, 
it's a, a automatic six inch advance however it's nine inches if the unit is mounted compared to a vehicle which would only get six you're usually locked in this addition to six inches on your advance even if you're very fast so being able to do a nine inch one uh can be a bit of a uh surprise for your opponent i think in uh, at least a couple of situations um again that is a tricky one because it's two cp but there's times where that two cp will score you some points uh could be a game winning two cp so it's a nice thing to have in the bag and finally they have a uh, very good uh, battle tactic for again mostly this is for thunder wolves um single cp for a mounted unit uh, when they go to declare a charge it gives them full rerolls for that charge and the lance ability for the following combat phase obviously that's great huge buff to your damage very strong bonus to getting your your unit into uh, melee so the abilities that you get out of this are pretty good and like you might be thinking well space marine the generic space marine book does have some good combat units like aggressors or blade guard uh, certainly a few of their characters that could still make use of these bonuses or at least some of these bonuses and that is true but in general with 10th edition being a, an edition that um, is struggling a little bit to make melee as relevant as 9th did um, and the fact that a lot of the Space Marine melee units, pretty much all of them actually, are quite slow, um, this, this detachment just doesn't quite measure up to, say, like the Iron Storm or the Vanguard, which we'll be looking at uh, following this. Um, and it certainly actually doesn't even, at least in win rate terms, match up to the Firestorm and the Gladius that we've already reviewed. Right now, the Stormlance for generic Space Marines is literally only winning 25% of its games. Now, in fairness, it's only, uh, on stat check, we only have 25 games for tournaments registered so far, so that is a very tiny sample size. But the fact that it is a tiny sample size when, say, Iron Storm has 350 or Gladius has 350 registered, you know, it also tells you that players are not leaning into this. Um, and again, having a lot of its strength locked to mounted units that are not relevant in the generic Space Marine Codex is a big reason why. Um, I don't know. If you're a Space Wolf player, though, you love this. You love this detachment. And I know at least one or two Dark Engines players who do too. Uh, and I, again, like I said, I'd imagine it stays that way. It is honestly not a bad detachment. It's just not a good detachment for the book that it's actually in, which is classic GW, uh, to be honest with you. Anyhow, um, be aware of it. Uh, as a melee Space Marines player, I would love for this to be uh, changed in the future or, or for things to change around to make it better. Maybe. That's all I can tell you. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, maybe, hopefully, you know. Anyhow, we're going to move on to what I would consider um, probably the best all-round uh, detachment in this book. And that's going to be kind of maybe contentious for a few people. Um, but I, I genuinely do think that this is the detachment that will help you win the most games. Um, however, it is not the best detachment for uh, blowing your enemies up. Uh, in fact, it's probably probably the worst detachment for blowing your enemies up, now that I think about it, in the book. Um, but as the Vanguard Spearhead detachment, uh, this is the flip side of the, uh, the uh, Stormlance detachment. The Vanguard Spearhead is an extremely well-written detachment, in my opinion, um, because it is clear that it, it still leaves your army with things that it can't do while giving you a nice suite of tools to accomplish goals. It makes you think in a very specific way to try to win uh, games, and it does give you the tools to do that, but it doesn't just, you know, hand you a hammer and tell you to just go blow up all of your opponent's stuff in two turns and then win the game. Um, which is not how I like to play 40k, and I don't like 40k to be played that way. Anyhow, the Vanguard Spearhead uh, is also the detachment I'm most familiar with, so there's your bias warning. Uh, I played it, uh, I want to say probably 80% of the games that I've played as Space Marines in this edition, uh, because I didn't play my Space Marines a lot before the Codex dropped. <coughs> but anyhow, uh, probably most 
famously, this uh, was the detachment that John Lennon used uh, to finish second at the World Championships just recently here with his Ultramarines, and it is it, it it does pair well with that style of army, which we'll touch on as we go down what this detachment does. Uh, the generic uh, basic rule of the detachment is just giving your units, uh, all of your units, uh, minus one to be hit uh, and the benefits of cover. Uh, if they are being targeted from more than 12 inches away, this is a nice defensive benefit. Although, to be honest with you, a lot of the units the Space Marines use do want to clear the gap between them and the enemy and get within 12 inches anyway. But it is handy. It is especially handy versus lists that, of course, want to pelt you to death while you're still far away. Uh, which, to be fair, Space Marines can struggle with at times. So it's a nice bonus, if not like as good of a bonus as, say, army-wide assault weapons are. Um, it has a couple of spectacular enhancements. Uh, the, probably the, the absolute best one is just a very generic enhancement to give to a character, which gives them and the unit that they join infiltrate. So this lets you infiltrate a big scary something right up in your opponent's face. Uh, most commonly it's been used for aggressors or like Deathwing Knights when being played with Dark Angels, um, but it can be used for like anything. You could, if you weren't running Stormlands, you could run Vanguard Thunderwolves. You could run Vanguard uh, Black Templars to put, I don't know, a big brick of, of uh, Hammernators or, or Crusaders. Uh, you could use a shooting threat when you want to do Hellblasters or something like that. You can do that. It's, it's a generic stratagem that goes on an infantry model. So uh, it's very, very effective. There's a million good ways to use it. Uh, they also have an excellent uh, Ghost Weave Cloak enhancement, which makes the character who takes it into a lone op. Lone ops are spectacular. <laughs> um, so, and Space Marines do actually have a few characters who are really good candidates for being turned into a lone op. Um, Terminator characters have Deep Strike. Uh, Gravis characters tend to be uh, very tough, especially, of course, the Gravis Captain. Um, I actually I saw somebody even do this with a librarian to kind of have like a bit of a shooting threat. I'm not sure that's the best way to do it, but it's certainly an option. Uh, it's just a nice uh, and actually fairly cheap. I think it's only 15 points or so uh, enhancement. And then uh, we've got some others. We've got uh, Phobos model can do some uh, uh, can make him and his squad uh, make normal moves when enemies come within a certain range. Oh, sorry, no, they can move, shoot, move. My bad. I haven't used that one yet. It is a good ability, it's just it's stuck to a Phobos model, and Phobos models aren't used in that kind of move-shoot-move move sort of way very often, outside of Eliminators who can do it already. And then it does have a Vect enhancement. Uh, to say something is a Vect ability kind of is nomenclature from 9th edition, actually kind of earlier, really. Um, it's the ability to increase the cost of an opponent's stratagem after they use it by one. Um, again, like all things that uh, uh, adjust the cost of stratagems, this is locked to uh, to battle tactics, but it's a handy ability to have people take Calidus Assassins, uh, probably 50-50 just for that ability, um, and in this detachment you just don't even need to, you just need to pay, uh, I want to say 30 points is the cost of that enhancement. Uh, all of those enhancements are quite handy, uh, they are toolbox type enhancements for the most part, which I like. Um, the stratagems work much the same. They have uh, a sticky objectives stratagem, which is spectacular. It's actually slightly better because it even leaves a little mortal wound bomb on the objective as well to kind of protect it from very, very small units, I guess. Uh, they have a wonderful uh, ballistic skill increasing stratagem, which increases your ballistic skill and your AP a little bit. That is basically like the only damage increasing ability they get. And it is not quite as strong as some of the other ones, but it is there. They do have the ability to, to slightly increase the power of their shooting. Uh, I think it's also locked to outside of 12 inches of them. They have to be targeting something from more than 12 inches away. Um, but it is a nice bonus. Uh, it is there. Uh, of course, Armor of Contempt. Uh, the ability to uh, redeploy a unit, like pick up a unit, and, and then... Uh, bring it back in your own turn. They get to do that with one to two units a turn for a stratagem, which is very, very powerful, especially if you are using a few Phobos units, because that's how you get to pick up two. Uh, so that kind of is that secret speed sort of way of increasing uh, your, your board control that you can do. Um, they have a precision in combat stratagem, which is less good. Uh, not because precision's not good, but because the stratagem costs 2 CP. Um, it does give precision to the whole squad, but 
you can also get precision on just your character for one CP, and oftentimes some characters have a lot of melee output, enough to pick up, for example, an enemy character, especially if it's just a little buff character. So you can just spend less CP. But anyway, if you really need to precision a whole bunch of enemies, you do have that option. Um, so like the, the this particular detachment, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have anything terribly explosive that jumps off the page at you as, oh wow, that that's great, I'm gonna absolutely just pick up my opponent's three biggest units with that, that stratagem or that combo or that enhancement or whatever. It doesn't really have that. Um, probably the closest you get to that is just the ability to infiltrate something big and scary, which, you know, is effective. But it just, it has a bunch of little tools uh, with relatively little overhead for, or, or like requirements that you need to do uh, to use them. Uh, and those are very useful for an army like Space Marines where the units are naturally pretty good already, uh, just stat-wise, but they have a hard time always getting to where they want to go, they have a hard time putting enough units on the board to fulfill all the roles they need in a given mission, things like that. Um, and that's where Vanguard finds its stride. Um, it is ostensibly the Raven Guard-focused um, detachment. Uh, and it's nice to see them finally getting a little love, I guess, even if it took until it wasn't locked to Raven Guard. Um, right now, I believe the Vanguard Spearhead, yeah, it is the highest win rate among all Space Marine detachments. Uh, that's not much to write home about because that is a 50% win rate. Um, but that's good, you know, it's across uh, we 112 games it's been played so far. Um, it is pretty effective in most other Space Marine types as well. Uh, Dark Angels have had a pretty good time with it, uh, not quite as good of a time as they have had with um, Ironstorm and to Gladius. Uh, Black Templars are having success, like I said, with pretty much everything. Um, they're actually having the least success with Vanguard Spearhead, which is kind of funny uh, when I consider just what I would do with it, but, um, and Space Wolves here, let me take a quick look, yeah, they're doing about 47% with the Vanguard, so they're doing okay, again, they probably prefer things like the Stormlance, um, but anyhow, Generic Space Marines, 50% win rate, again, that doesn't sound great, but it's actually the best that Space Marines are doing right now, um, I am hopeful that this remains relevant even as the game changes around Space Marines, because, it is a cool way to play them. Uh, it is a rewarding way to play them. You get good if you can get good at playing this kind of game that Vanguard Spearhead makes you play. Uh, you will always be good at 40k because it teaches you skills and it, it rewards you for skills that are just generically good to have in 40k. Um, and that's kind of been my joy of playing with it is reminding me and uh, even still teaching me new ways to kind of go about that kind of style of play, that kind of board control uh, awareness kind of style of play. So I love it and uh, hopefully it'll stay relevant. It certainly is getting noticed. It's been getting noticed more and more and more as the weeks have gone on since the release dropped. Um, and yeah, so check it out. Give it a few games if you want to give it a, a try with. Obviously, again, it is generally an infantry focused army uh if you want to play vehicles um there is a different detachment that you might be familiar with and we'll be talking about them next and that is the iron storm spearhead um which again uh this at the drop of the codex was a detachment which everybody was pretty uh jazzed about and i think very understandably um if you were looking for raw power i think that this is probably the detachment for you Obviously, it has a focus on vehicles, but again, like the other detachments, it is not locked to them. There are other units that can benefit from being in this, just probably not as much as vehicles can, let's be honest. Um, but the good news is Space Marines have lots of great vehicles. Um, in fact, some of their best units are vehicles. Uh, they're 50% vehicle themselves, as they would say. Um, so the, the basic uh, detachment rule of the Ironstorm Spearhead is just a once-per-phase Reroll for a single hit, wound, or damage roll for each model that, or for each uh, unit that you're running. Um, obviously, that synergizes better with uh, kind of the same with Eldar, who have a similar detachment rule. That synergizes best with units that have a low number of high quality shots um, or attacks in general, which is why vehicles are naturally lent to that because a lot of vehicles do have, I mean, they might have a lot of shots nowadays, but you know, it's going to be a lot of unimportant little shots from bolter type weapons and little grenades and stuff and then a big massive scary cannon 
of some sort. Um, so that's just a nice little detachment rule. It is not the reason to run this detachment, though. The reason to run this detachment is a combination of the enhancements and the stratagems. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the uh, enhancements especially actually were the thing that sold me on this, even as uh, there are some awesome stratagems too. The main thing here is that there are two enhancements in this detachment, which are old school 9th edition style auras. Um, auras are amazingly powerful because of their ability to benefit multiple units, and a lot of uh, characters and, and buffs and stuff in 10th edition don't do it, which is part of GW's streamlining of the rules, is that you now only benefit either one unit or probably even just your unit. Two of these enhancements say, screw that, we're going back, we're kicking it old school like 9th edition, they're uh, locked to, I believe, a tech marine. Nope. One of them is locked to a deck marine, the other one is not. Uh, but they are both auras, and they benefit every vehicle within six inches. One of them gives all of those vehicles uh, lethal hits, which, again, when you consider if this is buffing multiple vehicles, probably have multiple weapons, this is an exponentially large amount of shots that it's getting that. Uh, the other one is uh, the ability to fall back uh, or el being eligible to shoot even if you fell back or advanced this turn. Um, the big one about that is that it's not one or the other, it's both. You can fall back and shoot, you can advance and shoot. This increases the speed of your army and the uh, protects you against just getting, you know, bad touched by combat uh, to kind of limit your shooting a little bit. Uh, you don't need to worry about that. You just have this character stand in the middle of your parking lot of hilariously powerful uh Space Marine tanks and say, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to get my shots no matter what. Uh, they do have fairly reasonable price tags on them. I know the Lethal Hits one is, I think, 40 points, uh, which is pretty steep. But again, the power level is bonkers. Um, and those aren't the only uh, good enhancements in here. You also have a 4 plus Feel No Pain, which is very cheap. It is only uh, like it only benefits the model who takes that. Um, but it is a good way to keep an otherwise fragile, let's say, Tech Marine, uh, who are very good at combo with this army. Uh, help, helps keep a Tech Marine alive in the middle of your forest. Or you also have the Adept of the Omnisci Enhancement, which lets you zero out the damage for one attack um, that gets through your save for a vehicle within six inches of the guy carrying the Enhancement. Again, very powerful for stopping, you know, a knight from hitting you with a, you know, plus eight damage shot or whatever might keep a vehicle alive. Uh, probably, well, definitely is going to help keep a vehicle alive. Might it might give you an extra turn or two to uh, get your ridiculous firepower off. The enhancement suite for this detachment is bonkers good. Um, they could take away all the stratagems, and I think that the Iron Storm Spearhead would still be playable just with those. Um, but they're not going to take away the stratagems. Don't worry. Uh, they, they are still in there, and there's some real bangers in there. Uh, there is, of course, Armor of Contempt, just like always, but it actually probably gets a little bit more play in this detachment because of the fact that so many vehicles have a two-up armor save, uh, which, combined with their high toughness and wounds values, makes them very hard to bring down. And just the nature of dice rolls is that the higher your save is, um, the better, the more mileage you're going to get out of those, you know, uh, effects like Armor Contempt, which are basically just boosting your save even more. Um, this just keeps you immune to even more weapons or nearly immune. Um, so very good ability there. Uh, probably the biggest uh, explosive damage ability of it is the Mercy is Weakness stratagem, which is also a battle tactic, although to be fair, um, free stratagems don't get quite as much use in Ironstorm because they come off captains who cannot obviously lead a unit of vehicles uh, as much as they might like to. Uh, but it is a consideration if you are, say, running uh, Gilman. I think Gilman can do that, right? Maybe maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. Uh, yeah, no, he can. Gilman, one unit within 12. Yeah, one unit within 12 inches. So if you're running Gilman, that's an option. Anyhow, uh, the Mercy is Weakness Stratagem uh, gives you sustained hits, and if you're a vehicle, uh, I believe below starting strength? Yes. You have to be below starting strength, so like wounded at all. Uh, you get sustained hits and 5 plus criticals, which, again, going back to Gladius, you'll remember that golden combo. Sustained hits, lethal hits, 5 plus criticals. Well, the enhancement gives lethal hits to everyone within 6 inches of the tech marine who takes it, this gives you sustained hits, 
and the five plus criticals, all you needed to do was have a vehicle suffer any amount of damage at all, which they probably will. Suddenly you get that golden combo off, and for some vehicles, uh, you know, basically any type of gladiator, repulsor executioner for sure, even really both repulsors, land raiders, like all these, I mean, this, this could go off on a vindicator. That would still be nuts. So just an imme immense amount of damage out of that stratagem, especially in combination with other things here. Um, again, only one CP. It is a battle tactic. That is your, your pride and joy when it comes to doing damage with this particular uh, detachment. But we also do have a few other uh, toolbox kind of things. Unbowed Conviction, one CP to ignore any modifiers uh, for one of your units. Um, this is incredibly important as a tool for getting around some of the nastier units to fight in the game right now. Uh, Deathwing Knights, Avatars, Catan, things that have damage, things that have minus ones to wound. Um, also things that are looking to slow you down, you know, if you've got a slower unit like, uh, like well, a lot of Space Marine units, and you're worried about Night Spinners, Unbowed Conviction. Um, if you're worried about Battleshock even, you can use Unbowed Conviction to keep your OC. Uh, these are all very handy abilities, or uh, it is a handy ability to use for a variety of situations is what I should say. Um, and it is available to you for 1CP, so it's, it's a great toolbox piece. Uh, as is uh, Power of the Machine Spirit. Uh, this one does uh, require you to have, have target a vehicle that has been reduced below half strength, which is harder to do because, of course, you may die when you're reduced to half, less, less than half strength, and then they can't use the stratagem anyway. Um, but it does allow you to shoot back uh, at a target that just shot at your vehicle, which is always a very... The, the shoot back stratagems are probably don't get enough uh, respect in the game right now for how powerful they are. Um, they are great big red flashing buttons uh, in any detachment that have them that can be very 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 powerful for uh, swoop, kind of switching up the, the game state at any given time and especially on units as powerful as Lancers or Repulsors or Vindicators or whatever that you might be spamming in this army. Uh, that's a very good ability to have. We have the good old-fashioned Vengeful Animus, which is the ability to automatically um, explode, do, do your deadly demise when you die. I feel like this, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, this this should be a generic stratagem. I'm annoyed that it's not, because I, I love vehicles exploding. I think things exploding in this game should just happen more. Uh, so, good to have in there. Situational, obviously, but I, I do want to see more of it. And then finally, for those of those who are running more uh, Dreadnoughts, which of course are very good in Space Marines. The Ballistus and the Redemptor are great. The Invictor probably doesn't get enough love. Uh, the Brutalis even is doing all right. Uh, you have the Ancient Fury Stratagem, which is targeting a walker and gives them a bonus to their move, toughness, leadership, objective control, and plus one to hit. In the book, it actually also says save. Uh, I believe that's been errated, uh, partially because all of those units except the Invictor have a two plus save already, and so boosting their save doesn't do anything. Um, but I believe it got errated anyway, so we can ignore that part. But bonus to your move, toughness, hit rolls, OC, leadership, all that's good anyway. Uh, again, it's going to be situational that you do or don't want to use it. But when you do use it, you're going to be getting a big buff out of it. Because it's going to be highly relevant to your game state. So, uh, again, all of these 1 CP. A uh, couple of them battle tactics, even if that's not as relevant in this particular um, detachment, but really the thing that sets this thing off is the incredible enhancement suite combined with the fact that the units that are benefiting from this detachment are already good. Um, and we can see that uh, in both the play and the win rates. Um, for the Space Marine Codex, since it dropped, uh, the Ironstorm Spearhead has been the most popular of the detachments, not by much. Uh, 350 games, Gladius is second at 346, so they're both pretty popular. But the Iron Storm does have a 48% win rate, which is a good couple percent over the average for Space Marines. Uh, the Iron Storm Spearhead is likewise doing great for both uh, Dark Angels, uh, which I actually think it's probably their winningest. Yep, uh, they've got a 52% on both the Iron Storm and the Stormlands. So those are tied for their winningest uh, detachment. Black Templars are getting a wicked good 62% um, win rate off of the uh, Iron Storm. I think Space Wolves are even doing pretty good with it. 51%. Uh, uh, they like the Gladius a lot more, but, you know, it's it's an option for them. Hell, even Blood Angels are probably doing fine with the Iron... Yeah, look at that. Iron, the, the Blood Angels, who are... 
in an awful spot right now. My my wonderful Blood Angels uh, are picking up 52% win rates with Ironstorm Spearhead. They are almost certainly playing almost no Blood Angel units in that army, but that is not the point. It is a good uh, all-round detachment. It is explosively powerful for sure. It is definitely not a subtle detachment. Um, probably sounds a little hypocritical of me to be singing its praises right now after just telling you that the Vanguard is amazing and you should play it because it teaches you very relevant game skills. The Ironstorm doesn't, but it does blow things up. Uh, and that is still one way to win the game. So <laughs> I can't really I can't really speak too negatively of it. Uh, it is the one that does that the best. So um, if you're looking to blow things up, especially with vehicles, it's slam dunk. Play the Iron Storm. And you should be aware of it because you're going to run into people who do play it. Because it is just that good. Um, so yeah, that is your rundown on Space Marine detachments uh, that are relevant right now. Um, again, probably the Vanguard and the Iron Storm are going to be the ones you're going to see the most in competitive play. Uh, the Gladius is still very relevant, and the Firestorm is making a case for itself. So, you know, those are detachments that will show up. They just aren't having quite the same level of success. Uh, and, of course, the Stormlance is relevant if you know you have some local uh, Ravenwing or, or uh, Space Wolf players. Um, units to watch out for that are relevant across multiples of these detachments are things like the Gladiator Lancer and the Repulsor for their just raw damage output. Uh, aggressors are central to pretty much every infantry-based Space Marine army right now. They are usually being used in a, in a dual kind of melee and range threat uh, fashion because they are good in melee and with certain buffs like for example what you get in the gladius they can also be very good uh, at range um, they're oftentimes paired with the biologist for lethal hits uh, if somebody's running ultramarines they're almost certainly going to be paired with marinus calgar because he gives them advance and shoot and charge and fall back like they can just do whatever they want on any given turn uh, as far as movement is concerned and he also gives you cp and he also gives you a couple of models in the squad that have four plus invulnerable saves which they lack so they've got some bullet catchers anyway he's just he's a wonderful complement to aggressors so that's very common to see uh, you will see eradicators who are still for their price very good at picking up enemy monsters and vehicles and providing that kind of level of threat and then you're going to see a various suite of phobos units uh, eliminators and infiltrators are certainly the most common right now. Infiltrators because they can infiltrate and also because they uh, provide uh, the 12-inch bubble of deep strike denial, which is very handy, especially against a lot of redeployment and scouting and deep striking, which is happening in the game right now. Uh, eliminators because they're a little bit cheaper. They've got the move, shoot, move. Uh, they, of course, are, you know, these Phobos units are, of course, much stronger and better in the Vanguard detachment where you can also be picking them up to redeploy them on any given turn. Um, but they kind of provide you a little bit of a mission play aspect uh, that you desperately need in Space Marines because a lot of your units are very expensive and need to be doing work on the table in a damage capacity and therefore can't just babysit objectives and stuff. Uh... Lieutenant with Combi Weapon is another one, uh, the Lone Op version, the, I think one of the only um, Lone Ops that Space Marine get without any riders. They have several, like Tech Marines and Robot Gilman, who uh, are Lone Ops if they're within three inches of a certain other unit, but just a, a no-limits Lone Op. Uh, I think the, yeah, I think the Lieutenant with Combi Weapon is the only one you got. Um, that's pretty much the reason why you take him, because he's a lone up and he's fairly cheap. He does give you uh, rerolls to wound on one objective, which is kind of nice. Uh, Shrike, Kyvan Shrike, uh, you'll maybe see him pop up in some armies as well. He is also a lone up, actually, a special character, to be fair. But he is not only a lone up, but a lone up uh, who grants his lone up to his squad, uh, which basically has to be Vanguard veterans uh, who are not a bad uh, melee unit. Um, so that is another unit which you will occasionally run into after that in Space Marine armies. What are you going to run into? Uh, Terminators of uh, various types. Uh, pretty much all the Terminators are pretty good right now. And uh, Hellblasters, they're pretty common. They're not as common as some of these other units, but they're, they're around. Uh, Infernus squads are certainly used in Firestorms. Um, generally because they want to be proccing the dev wounds off them. They're also obviously a big Overwatch threat bunch of flamers 
Um, Inceptors, <laughs> can't forget the Inceptors. Inceptors might be probably the strongest Space Marine unit all around right now. Uh, three inch Deep Strike, uh, or can Deep Strike within three inches, very powerful ability. Uh, combine that on fairly durable bodies. Uh, they are Gravis Marines, T6, three wounds. Uh, and fairly good guns uh, come in two varieties, both plasma and bolt. Um, these units are getting used quite a bit in pretty much every army. Uh, there is no detachment which Inceptors are bad in. Um, there are some they are slightly better, but they're they're mostly kind of fire and forget type things. They don't they don't require a lot of support to do what they want to do. Uh, so you should be aware of them and know about what they're looking to do to you, and probably be bringing your own infiltrators or other things to try to keep them away from you because the ability to deep strike within three inches means that they can pick up a lot of stuff um, that would normally be hidden uh, Redemptor Dreadnoughts as I talked about and the Ballistus Dreadnought are both pretty good uh, fire support platforms they don't quite have the raw efficiency of things like Gladiator Lancers or Repulsors but they are still very tough uh, for their cost and they do still provide good guns uh, and then probably the only other thing I would think about is like the Land Raiders. Uh, Land Raiders are being used as both gunboats and assault delivery systems right now. Uh, they are obviously a little bit better in the Firestorm detachment than some uh, other detachments, but they are just generically good as well. Uh, you just need to have the right units for them. Um, you might see Vindicators, you might see Bladeguard. These units are certainly passable. Bladeguard pair well with a lot of Space Marine characters. Probably mostly with the uh, Judiciar to get fights first. Um, but, you know, they, they can go with a lot of things and still be good uh, at their cost. Uh, Company Heroes are kind of making a bit of a push right now. They are a generically tough unit. I don't know that they really do anything other than not die very easily. But that is something that can be beneficial unto itself. Um, if you've got a spare captain like Uriel Ventress, he's... It's a great combo to put in with them. Um, and then, you know, you might see some niche units pop up depending on the specific detachment they're in. Uh, some of the Stormstrike speeders are uh, kind of making a push nowadays. Um, I mentioned Vindicators. Whirlwinds are showing up in lots of lots of lists. They are just generically good because it's, it's indirect. Uh, and you don't need indirect right now, but... You're certainly a lot happier with it uh, so let's put it that way so these are kind of the units that you're going to see uh space rains play with on the table uh some units are using the impulsor to get some units around uh intercessors are not the worst battle line unit in the game uh they're not the best either but they're they're usable in certain armies for sure um we have three types of intercessors that four types of intercessors now some of them are going to be good <laughs> you just have enough of them eventually you'll hit Hit with something the assault intercessors actually do have decent damage output even if they are not particularly durable uh, regular intercessors have sticky objectives which has its advantages uh, and heavy intercessors are very tough for their cost um, no space marine list tends to really dig heavily on these because they just don't they don't have the points for it but it's an option that some of them run uh, some of them have done pretty successfully even i know um Morgan, Morgan uh, Smerick in uh, in uh, Calgary, I think, and maybe Saskatoon as well, has actually had quite a bit of success running more than a single squad of intercessors um, in some of his lists, some of his ultramarine lists. Um, so don't don't overlook them, but at the same time, don't try to plan <laughs> plan around them. Uh, anyhow, so that's kind of your rundown on the Space Marine Codex, uh, just over a month out from its launch. Again, all of the opinions uh, that have been stated here were opinions that I clearly had the day the Codex dropped. I knew everything that was going to happen. Obviously, um, I just am a bit of a farseer in that particular way. Um, but my, my third eye is also telling me that some of the uh, Space Marine stuff in here that maybe could do with a little love, we'll get it soon. And uh, hopefully also melee will come back with a vengeance because god i need my blood angels to be good <sighs> anyhow uh so that's your space marine codex review thanks for coming out tonight to hang out with me um it was good to go through it and like even when space marines aren't um wickedly op they're gonna be around 
So like everybody can benefit from knowing a thing or two about the Space Marine book and, and how things are going with it. So hopefully you've been able to pick up a little bit tonight uh, if you weren't already, you know, religiously following the tournament scene. Um, but it's just an ever-evolving thing right now with uh, the way that the meta is uh, adapting and changing week to week and month to month. Anyhow, uh, so I do want to give a quick shout-out uh, to our... Uh, our Trident subscribers, uh, the guys who are keeping people like me here talking about codexes. Um, that'll be Frederick, Chris, Ed, Tyler, and Dustin. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, whilst everybody who is listening to this podcast is here with me in spirit, you guys are actually inside me, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and also, I wanted to throw out a special shout-out uh, to... Uh, good old netter Brian, who is uh, providing some uh, some wicked shots that you guys will be able to see uh, in the clips, uh, like the the clip art for this particular uh, episode. Uh, he's got some of the prettier Space Marines among people we know. Uh, everybody who knows me knows I love my Space Marines, but they also know that I can't paint worth a damn, even as I try to. Uh, so I definitely didn't want to use my Space Marines um, for this particular uh, episode. If you have not gotten enough Space Marine content, you should absolutely go check out uh, on our Trident pages the Bad of War 2.0 campaign we're going to be running next year, uh, early next year. Uh, it is entirely focused around this codex uh, that I talked to you guys about tonight, and the detachments and the units in it, along with a whole slew of Crusade rules, which cost me way too much of my life to write. Um, so you guys should come join that, hang out with us, uh, learn about it, and hopefully be thrilled with it and maybe maybe even win some games with it um we will be running that starting january 20th so you've got a little while to sign up but don't wait because spots are going quick uh so if you want to live all things space marines that is your best way to do it in the next little while and i guess we'll see you guys oh probably in a week or so uh you know bill can't keep me off the podcast for long even when he tries i just work my way back by myself as i am doing tonight uh so I will pick the handcuffs again if he uh, resorts to that. So anyhow, hope you guys have had a good night with me. And I want to say thank you again to everybody. Peace and love. See you all very soon. Did you plug the Patreon? We need to plug the Patreon.